Joining us on the line, our resident economist, Andrew Pyle from Scotia Wealth Management and the Pyle Group. Andrew, great to have you on the line, although I don't suspect you've got a lot of great news for us. Well, we got a little bit better news than it would have been yesterday morning, John. I mean, yesterday was just outright carnage in the equity markets. Uh, Our market was down. U.S. markets were down more than 3%. On the day, and all of you know, all of this, or most of this, really stemming from the further spread of the coronavirus outside of China, reinforcing concerns in the investment community that this is going to have a bigger impact on the world economy and on companies and on consumers. And we definitely saw that in more than a thousand point drop in the Dow Jones. There was initially, uh, I, I'm going to call it maybe a shudder in the market when when the news of this virus first came out, but it seemed to bounce back as we started to realize that cases into, you know, North America weren't, uh, there weren't as many and they were being handled and it seemed that containment was happening. Uh, but I guess it's what's happening in Europe has caused heads to spin a bit. Well, exactly. I mean, put it this way, John, you know, last Wednesday, North American markets hit record highs. Okay. So that was with the virus still playing a role, you know, still looking at the number of cases in China. We saw record highs in the stock market on Wednesday, which basically, in my opinion, was a sign of complacency in the market. And now, of course, that we've got the number of cases in Italy ramping up. We've got 12 deaths in Iran. There's now been cases in, in Spain. The market really kind of sat up on Friday and definitely yesterday and said, you know what? We can't treat this as a contained virus anymore. It looks like it's spreading, and now the risk level has ramped up, and we definitely saw that reflected in stock prices. And in bonds, I mean, bond yields yesterday just tumbled. We saw some bonds reaching all-time record lows. The 10-year U.S. bond, 1.3% and change. Um, and that's really an indication of how nervous the markets became. How, how important does emotions play into the stock market I mean, that might be a difficult question to, to answer, but just as far as, you know, is it, is it emotional as well as, as being obviously statistical? I think, Mel, when we get a day like yesterday, it translates into a bigger emotional impact. Average investors, you know, are used, usually used to seeing markets bouncing up and down. Um, if we were to see negative headlines with respect to the virus and the Dow Jones falls, you know, a couple of hundred points, I think most investors get it and don't necessarily get emotional. But when you see the Dow Jones drop more than a thousand points, that then becomes what I would consider to be a psychological impact for a lot of retail investors. Now, and I don't want to use the word panic because I don't think we're there yet, but it it's a wake-up call. And you're right, Mel, like emotion can ramp up in a situation like that. Now, you know, we're looking at the markets this morning, and we're seeing a little bit of a bounce. Markets are up a little bit in the futures market, but they're not up a lot. And if we see the markets drop again, exactly what you just said, Mel, that that emotional impact, I think, will grow. Now, what do you recommend investors do when you're in this sort of emotional zone? Do you ride it out? Do you do you pull out? Do you uh, invest more because things are low and they've got to come back? Well, I mean, this is a great debate now, John. People are talking about, you know, what kind of a recovery can we expect to see? Now, you know, recovery is a very difficult word to use because no one has a clue 
how far and how wide this is going to spread before it comes to an end. I mean, it, is it a number of weeks? I mean, that's what people were talking about in January. You and I were talking about on the right. show. Clearly, that was wrong. Um, is it going to be something that takes us into the second quarter, maybe into the summer? Uh, that's definitely possible. So, you know, I think the, what investors shouldn't do right now is assume that recoveries that we've seen in the past are going to happen again. In other words, what we call the V-shaped recovery. The market goes down a lot, and we get this magical bounce back, and it's a great buying opportunity. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen now. And again, a lot of it comes back to the uncertainty around the virus, how far it spreads, and the economic impact. Because once you start seeing job losses as a result of this, uh, then we're into talking about a whole different ball game with respect to the North American economy and global economy. So uh, where do you see, how long do you think it's going to be before we're going to know where the tide's going to turn on this? What's your, what's your estimation? Hard to say now, John. We, we had thought a couple of weeks ago that given the incubation period of this virus, if we saw good containment in China, limited spreading outside of China, that we could be out of this by the end of February. With what has happened in Italy right now and the propensity for this to spread in Europe, uh, I think those bets are off the table for today. And, you know, everyone now is kind of biting their nails for the headline where we say the U.S. has a bunch of cases or mm. Canada has a bunch of cases. We're not there yet, but I'll guarantee you right now investors are not uh, as optimistic about that not happening as they were a few weeks ago. Well, it uh, remains to be seen. And I know that if folks have any questions or they want to learn more about what we've been talking about, you've got all kinds of information for free on your website. <laughs> there you go. No, they can go to our website at pilegroup.ca, John. And in fact, we put a newsletter up on this last Friday, just kind of looking at the potential for a deeper impact. Of course, we, you know, I wasn't forecasting a thousand point drop of the Dow on Friday, but <laughs> no, definitely listeners can go to our website and uh, get some additional information and research on this. Andrew Pyle, thanks so much for joining us here and talking to the town. My pleasure, John and Mel. You guys have a great Tuesday.